Hi, this is Mario B. I am interviewing Vicky Reyes, realtor extraordinaire out of Olney, Remax out of Olney. And before we begin this podcast, it's um, the funny story of how it came about. I was listening to her, you know, telling me these stories. I'm working with her. I'm a mortgage loan officer. And she just had me rolling with all these stories that just one after another, after another, after another. I was like, holy smoke, she should like do a podcast. She goes, yes, I always wanted to do one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've, I've started working in it. She goes, all right, let's do it. I'm like, what? So if you don't know Vicky, um, she's um, <laughs> she's a woman of action. So here we are, our first episode um, doing, um, you know, talking about real estate. It's conversational style. So we have we want you to be eavesdropping in our conversation and letting her shine and do her thing. Hopefully you, you're entertained, you laugh a little bit. But most importantly, if you're a home buyer or seller, you find a, a nugget in here because she is very knowledgeable. She really does know her business. She's a professional. And today's episode, we're talking about earnest money deposit and security deposit. What's the difference and how it's used in the market? All right, here we go. Hope you enjoy our conversation. So we're talking about the different stories of that you had in real estate. And <laughs> there's so many. Where do I begin? The trauma. <laughs> well, the most the most recent ones, of course. So we started working again after like how many, we've known each other for like ten years. I think. We have. Something I think like you found. That. How did you even find me by accident? You right? were uh, you were actually um, referred to me by somebody that, that you were looking for a Hispanic uh, loan officer, and I thought you were Hispanic because of your last name. And that much, confuses everybody. Much of my disappointment, you are. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay to be you. Reyes. Rey. Oh, you can roll the R's. You know, my ex-husband, who I got the name from, is Filipino, because as you know, Spain invaded the Philippines. Can't speak a lick of Spanish, but I learned Tagalog? it growing up. Tagalog. Tagalog. Tagalog? Wait, Tagalog. I'm thinking of the Girl Scout. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Girl Scout cookies Tagalog. Oh, no, Tagalog, Filipino. And right. um, he didn't speak any Spanish, so I do speak some. I'm, I don't think I'm fluent, but Latinos are kind. Say two words in that Porque usted piense que yo soy una persona muy loca. Pero eso es español. I'm saying in Tagalog. Oh, I don't know. Oh, um, salamet. Oh, salamet. That's an, um, I know food. Sounds like salamet. Salamet, I think, is a greeting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or, a not, yeah. or a guy is not dating. But oddly <laughs> enough, I do so many deals with people with the last name Reyes. I think they just feel like, hey, I'm a paisano. I'm, I'm one of them. Yeah, and they feel like, comfortable. Like, like, yeah, I really like, don't care. Like, I'll, I represent anybody. Yeah, you know, once they meet you, they're like, yeah. Yeah, but I learned Spanish growing up in um, New York public schools, and I continued it through college, and then working in restaurants part time. Yeah, yeah, um, that's almost a given you have to have. You Spanish. know, when I was younger, you you pick it up, and I loved yeah. hanging out with the kitchen people because they were freaking hilarious. And oh my um, god, yeah. And if they like you, it's like things are a lot easier. I used to be in a restaurant business too. Yeah, it's so much easier. I got mm -hmm. my stuff cleaned mm -hmm. faster, everything like the bus boys and everything. Yeah. All right, so. The first story you told me when we were like started working recently again. <laughs> You're already <laughs> laughing. I know. I you can't, like, you can't even look at me. It's hard. I know. It's like this is right. And look at this part of the wall. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've done this story so many times. Yeah. By the way, this is like our third, our second recording, but this is like the fourth time we talked about the story. But because we're new at this podcast thing, which is cool, people can add. Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, that we're going to read 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 the story. I'll just try to keep the same energy up, even though I've probably told it so many times, like ad nauseum. But yeah, it's well, we and, and it's, the last time we talked about it, 
It was funny. I'm like, I don't know if you can beat that funny. I mean, it it's a story neat. worth telling. What, what people don't understand is, you know, all these real estate shows really dumb down what we do, and they have no idea what goes on behind the scenes as oh a realtor. God. I mean, there's like 48, 52, 162 different steps from the minute that you see a house from what yeah. goes on. And even just getting prepared to show houses, it's not, this is not cake. Um, so anyway, I, I got a client. Um, in 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, he was a referred client from a dear office mate here at Remax Realty Center. And this um, agent had young kids, didn't want to go out during COVID for fear of getting infected and bringing it back home. Oh to my God, family. is that even part of the story? It is part of the story because you got to understand how I got him. Okay. So, what, what, she just gave me a stern look. I'm giving that? you, I'm giving you spanking eyes right now. <laughs> Do I need to reach across the table? You're on your way to your spank city. <laughs> right? So, right don't go off on that tangent. So, um, I met this guy, you know, first time met him out. Um, I had to park far away. I gave him the, the space on the garage closest to the house. Seemed like a nice guy. Um, and then he didn't like the first house. I said, okay, I'll meet you at the second property. He got there a little bit later because, like I said, he had a head start. Um, and when I got there, he was sitting in his car. So I knew nothing of what happened while I was not there. There was an incident. There was an incident. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Stay tuned to find out what that incident was. I should have water, like, pouring. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Hashtag hint. Yes, exactly. so, but it wasn't water. It wasn't water. So we walked through this. It's a it's a, um, a side entry townhome. So it's at the end of the townhouse row and the door is not in the front. It's on the side and there's a nice fenced in backyard. So walking to the house 20 minutes later, he says to me through his mask, of course, wah, 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 wah. I like the house. I want to write an offer. I said, great. So I call the listing he agent. He peanuts, some teachers. Wah, 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 Charlie Brown. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. everyone with their mask, it's muffled. I'm like, what? That's true. Charlie. That's true. But the younger generation wouldn't even know what you're talking you about. You don't even know what's going on. Yeah, Google. Right. Peanuts, Charlie Brown's teacher, and exactly. then get back to us. I never know what they, they didn't even put their voice in there. Why oh. was it always wah, 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 wah. I don't know. I think it's great because that's what it sounds like half the time yeah. when you're in you, school. You weren't even listening to them. Yeah. No like clue. I said, all right. All right. Go back yeah. to your wah, wah, wah. So he says he wants to write an offer. I'm like, great. So I immediately dial the listing agent, have the phone on speakerphone, and I say, hello, Carol, Vicky Ray is here. I'm standing here in your lovely listing on blah, 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 blah in Laurel, Maryland, blah, 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 <laughs> and my buyer is here, and we want to know, A, if you have any offers in hand, B, if there's an offer deadline, and when will you be presenting? And she says, I have two offers in hand. Um, I'm going to be presenting on Monday. This was a Saturday. I was showing houses. Presenting on Monday, and oh, by the way, I have the seller on the other line. Um, apparently, your buyer got there a little bit early and got out of his car and urinated on their fence. Yes, that silence. And I looked over at him, and of course, we're all masked up. Let me up. guess, your, your face didn't move, it's just your eyes? <laughs> you know, I think my head might have done like a New York spin, like looked at him like, oh, okay. like, right. a, like accusatory, <laughs> like what? And his eyes got big, and he had, he totally had time to say, yes, I did, I'm sorry, no, I don't know what you're talking about, or something. Give me something. He froze. He froze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I gave him that, you know, I don't know, 30 second window to fess up, step in, and save something and save me. Yeah. He didn't save me. There was a, you know, no, um, what's that mm. thing called from the boat when they throw oh, you? Life oh, no lifesaver. There's no assist. Around. There's no tag. No assist. No nothing. Like I was you know? drowning. The sharks yeah. were circling. Mm. And I told the lady, 
I said, oh my, I'm so sorry. I didn't know anything about that. And she's like, um, the seller is asking if you could rinse off his fence. Which is crazy. No offense to the seller. Oh, nobody Did you see no seller. offense? Well, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> I'm so offended. Oh Offensive. my God. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, gonna, we're just gonna move on. <laughs> okay. So I, I said to her, I said, sure. I'm more gonna say no, you know, figure it out. I'm like, yeah, sure. Cause we're gonna write an offer on this house. So I wanna do everything I can and, and you know, yeah. do it properly and be professional. And the guy clearly wasn't having any of it. He's like, whatever, peed, been there, done that. Yeah, he just wants to get out of there. He wants to, this is one, of those, uh, one of those, one of those, Southwest is like wishing you get away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he he's out, bags are packed. He's already. He's yeah. like, let's go to the next property. I'm out. So I said, sure, absolutely. And I said, um, I'll give you a call right back when it's done. So yeah. I hung up the phone. I looked at him. I said, I'm gonna take care of this. Let me meet you at the next property. What am I gonna say? Did yeah. you pee on the fence? I mean, the guy's yeah, in his forties, and he didn't even apologize. He didn't say I'll take care of it. The phone call was hung up. And I said, let me get the next house. I go and grab, I had a cup of something. I don't know if it was water, coffee. I don't remember because I'm still scarred from the incident. And Mario, <laughs> keep, Mario keeps <laughs> making me talk about this and bring it up. And every time I'm like sweating right now. And um, I just went over to the fence and I called her back. I said, hey, I'm at the fence. Can you give me direction? Which way am I left, right? Because now I know that there's a camera outside the front door. She's being so watched. That's the moral. Remember last time we talked about this? Yeah, the moral of the story here So. Is there's cameras everywhere. First of all, and the moral of the story is yeah. don't publicly urinate. That's true. That's Unless true. it's that's, like that's, midnight that's an and you're drinking and you're in an alleyway and that's what <laughs> this men goes to the gas do. Station. Or just, but this happened at one o'clock, you said. This is in the afternoon, one that's o'clock what, on yeah, a Saturday. Right? It's not even like um, dusk or anything like that. No. So it's like broad daylight. Who the does guy this? just went to the fence and just, um, just Dude. Uh, that is funny. I could hold my pee all day. I don't, I would never do that. I don't even pee in people's houses, you let alone outside. Of I mean, no, I don't. I got, I smell a camel. A camel. I got like an extra gown. I got an well, extra camel. Well, for you, but I'm talking about the guy. I mean, he's oh, in sporty terms of Oh, I don't, listen, medical I don't care. Stop at a damn gas station. <laughs> Stop at a damn gas So, yeah. I called her. I said, I'm standing out here. Um, can you let me know, like, where it is? Because you got to remember, too, this is like May. It dried up already. June. The crap was dry. It wasn't crap. The pee was dry. There was no wet anywhere. <laughs> See, that don't even get us. Like, why would you even want to wash it off? It's like that's not the first time the fence has seen pee. Thank you. Exactly. Dogs, Dogs do it. I think it's when you attach it to something. Uh, it's an unusual urine. Like yeah. it's not normal for me for people to go. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's not raccoon pee. It's not squirrel pee. It's <laughs> it's human pee. Yeah, I just I don't know. Maybe just. And if the guy had a lot of asparagus, I mean, the smell it's totally different thing going on. So anyway, huh. um. I said, where am I? Am I left, right, center? I said, you know, where is it? Because honestly, I can't find the wet spot. And then <laughs> she starts laughing. Yeah. It's just, a, it was it was a downward, downhill spiral. It just kept getting worse. And then, so long story short, you wound up not writing on that property. Yeah, I probably would have avoided that one too. That was yeah. Like, I, was like, yeah. I did tell her though. I, I, made, I tried to make it fun and light, which I do with everything because it's a miserable existence if you take everything to heart and yeah. you're stressed out all the time. And this business does lend to you being stressed out all the time and, uh, but um, no, i'm a lender you're a lender oh <laughs> clever <laughs> go ahead point point oh my god and uh <laughs> i told her i said listen if we do wind up writing an offer i'll just put in the subject line so that the offer stands out um pp boy offer so listen it was all good everything worked <laughs> hashtag. out hashtag PPO. but yeah so please don't don't do things that's going to put your agent in a precarious situation because um i still um have nightmares over that
Yeah, and there's cameras everywhere. So there's like not only outside, they can have cameras inside. You wouldn't yeah. even know. So yeah. it's just like, uh, don't yeah. be a dope. Do you want people peeing on your fence? Come yeah, on. They're not going to be a dope. People who call you are awesome. Come yeah. Right. We just give them stories. Yeah. Listen right. to our podcast and uh, you'll be all right. Hashtag PCAST. All right, on to the next story. We're done, <laughs> right, with, we're ambush, done with this. Ambush Chandelier. Chandelier Ambush. Oh my God. Okay, this happened so, recently. This happened, this happened like mm, 12 days ago. Yep. Yeah. And um, dear friends of mine who live in Gaithersburg, found out that their neighbor wanted to sell, um, knocked on the door um, last year, and she rented, but she did indeed call me, which is beautiful, because this year she'll get more money than if she sold last year, 8 to 10% more just for what the uh, record. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly just going to go into I'm song? Sorry. I do that. <laughs> right. I amuse myself. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes I do break into song. All right, give them a shout out. What's their name? Who? Oh, Carrie and Mike. All right. Carrie and Mike Baker. Love them. The fabulous Baker couple. So um, (laughs) she called me back a year later, like I said, and um, was walking through the house with my trusty, rusty, um, dusty, not dusty because I'm busy, clipboard. Trusty, rusty, and dusty. And uh, the furniture's out. So when the furniture is out, you need to scan the rooms for low-hanging chandeliers because without a dining room table... You will be drawn to it. Guess what? Your forehead is like a magnet heading right for the chandelier. So then you know what you should have had? You had this trucker hat the last time I you did I should have worn a trucker hat. A big head. I don't know why. And the other baseball hats give me headaches. A baseball hat is awesome. They give me headaches. Really? I like trucker hats better. Okay, so trucker hats. So do you... Are you serious? The I swear, I like trucker hats. That's uh, why I wear them. They don't give me headaches. Oh, because they're just... They're just like, bigger. Like a bucket. Like a head, bucket basically. on my head. All yeah. right. So, all right. There's a moral to the story. Um, you can prevent <laughs> a chandelier, chandelier ambush. Because you got it right. You said it right over your eyebrow. Oh, it was right here. I don't know if it's turned. I mean, it well, was... It, it, it was like red. Yeah. And while I'm touching it, can you see it? It was blue, green, and now it's gone. I can see gone. a little bit. Yeah. I Wait. walked around the chandelier, and then it was a big, heavy, like one of the ones you get from Lowe's and Home Depot, that uh, farmhouse style. So it had wrought iron. It was rectangular, kind of like this one. Super heavy, and it didn't, have, when you hit. it didn't have a lot of swing, so it wasn't on a chain. So when you have these ones not on a chain, the chain ones at least swing and will move. Really? So when you impact it, oh, uh, it was, it it was that a hard, solid. It was a solid this. rock. Yeah. So it, there was no movement except for me falling backwards <laughs> after I ran into it. Well, you took two steps back. I took, yeah, and then and then I had to act like it didn't hurt. She's like, "Are you okay? You hit that really hard." <laughs> see, I'm oh yeah, no, no, no. See, every time she tells me this story, this is like the fourth time I've heard this story. It's true. And um, is it just always like a nugget that she forgets to I mention? Forgot to tell, well, that's now that I'm looking at it. That's why it hit me so hard because it didn't move. There was no give. That was one of the goddamn. <laughs> so we're in our office right now, and there's a chandelier above that's us. Exactly what I ran she, into. She needed a prop. She needed a prop. Like she that. Needed, okay, just like this. All right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I got the listing. Whoop, whoop. Right, and um, I'm also tough. So she saw that I bounced back from adversity. You have to. That's a chandelier. I wonder if like, you're like the third person she brought in there to see who. Who could do it? A yeah. I want to see who's tough as nails. I'm going to ask a question right when you're walking into the dining room. And then they're going to take a note. Bam. And whoever doesn't cry like a little whiny bitch gets it. Yeah, like a little, bitch, or a soccer, like a little <laughs> soccer professional player. <laughs> yeah, I'm tough. I'm a tough nugget. The other day we were doing this podcast and it turned into – it was a great podcast except that the sound was horrendous. And somebody called Vicky and they asked about the security deposit. And I'm like, What? Like they, who calls it a security deposit? Because I'm a lender, and we know it as earnest money deposit. Now, on the contract, 
does it say security deposit or earnest money deposit? So security deposit, and it's easy to get confused, right? Because there's so much jargon So yeah. in, in the real estate game. Um, right now, her face is really serious as so she's going into realtor mode. It's <laughs> really, really kind of spooky for me. I don't know if a security deposit. Like, oh You're not used to serious, Vicky. I'm not used Let's to it. It's shocking for me. I know. So it's just I, like, I don't, I'm scared. I will write your Google review. <laughs> I know. I've asked her like for the fifth time to write me a Google review. It. And I'm on it. Come on it. Today's I can't the day. wait. That'll be so exciting. You know, today's today's my birthday, but today I'm gonna give you the gift of a really a nice Google, Google review. review. Are you gonna mention it's your birthday? Why are you doing a Google oh, review? Yeah. Oh my god. I wrote this damn Google review <laughs> on my birthday. This means more than just a normal Google review. <laughs> Tippity type type type. I like that. Oh, yeah. All right. So anyway, security deposit, earnest money Se deposit in a light and lively manner. In yeah. a light and lively manner. So this mm -hmm. is, here's the deal, right? So there's so much jargon that goes on between real estate contract, um, offer, all of that stuff, and then the lending side. So for your normal person, it's your first time through, you don't know what's going on. So yeah. it's okay, A, to ask a question, and B, it's also okay to Google it and find out the information. Everyone's Googling sure. anyway, Vicky. Everyone's really Google. Are. I know. Yeah, we get Google for that. Google, I can't stand it. So here's the thing. So security deposit really does, in my little brain, in my world, relate to a lease. It's a security deposit. So it can happen when you're renting an apartment, whether you're either through a company or through an actual um, owner, real life person, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. Um, it can also be whether you're doing, you've, you've completed a real estate deal, but you are doing a rent back from the seller uh, or from the new, well, the seller's doing a rent back from the buyer who is now, of course, the seller. And there's a security deposit attached. So what's a rent back? A rent back is when you've closed on the property, but you're staying in the house until X amount of time until you can pack up your stuff and move on to the you next property. You as a seller. So you uh, you just sold you can your rent house back from your buyer who's and now the buyer the says, okay, you can yeah. stay in your house for yeah. like five days yeah. or seven days. And your rent back. And so they there's normally you... security deposit attached to that because they want to make sure that when that original owner moves out, right, okay. there's no damage done. So that's what they were talking about when they called that you. That could be a security deposit. Yep. Okay. So well, I don't remember who called me. Did someone call me when we were? Uh, yeah, it's your 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 love. A lot of phone calls came to you. But um, let's go back to earnest money deposit. So, EMD, which EMD. is a, which is also known as a GFD, which is a good faith deposit. I EMD, earnest money deposit. But that's not even on the on the contract. The GFs, whatever the thing we just said, good faith. It says EMD. Yeah. For earnest money deposit. I think back in the day when we started like working. Because um, Vicky's been doing this for not to be confused with ELO, Electric Electric Light Orchestra. That was a great group. I wonder if anybody listening is. Uh, you don't even know these kids don't know what's happening anymore. No. All right, go back to EMD. So you have, you have an earnest money deposit mm -hmm. with an offer. So how important is that? And as a buyer's agent, how does that vary from one house to another? What Good do you question. recommend? So going back to my P and P, my principal and practice. Uh, real estate brain when you have to study these um, PMP um, courses to actually before you sit for you the actually call it PMP? Yeah. Because we had a P story earlier. So. <laughs> <laughs> One P is enough. Right, One P story is enough. You can't go back. That's okay. We'll the trauma. Back. I'm going to be in the corner in a fetal position pretty soon. Nah. So in, in order, you have to have consideration and consideration um, is money, right? Because yeah. if we didn't have an EMD, an earnest money deposit, I could write 10 real estate offers and have, quote unquote, no skin in the game. So with an earnest money deposit, that buyer now has skin in the game. And you have to have that with the offer. So mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you're physically passing off that check at the minute you write the offer um, to your realtor or even to the seller. Okay, but it does have to indeed be deposited um, within a certain time frame, um, X amount of days. 
to uh, where to, to like the escrow to, account well there's two different to, ways to some, some people ask that it be held within their brokerage and some people give it to the title company so what, what she means by brokerage is like uh, the actual like vicky like works Remax. for remax right so i can they, give it to my broker and they hold the check in a separate account cannot be commingled yeah Right. Should not be kept in your realtor's wallet. Doesn't get to the realtor. Yeah. Doesn't get to the lender. Shouldn't be held. Yeah. It needs to be. You, I play hot potato with the check, meaning it's yeah. in my hands. I try to get it out of my hands as soon as possible. To the, the title company the or to the or to yeah. your Remax. The title company, Perfect. which is also the, the, the company doing this, also known as the settlement company. So uh, earnest money deposits do differ, like in amounts. So I, I've noticed mm -hmm. uh, from contract to contract. Yep. So every agent has their own, like uh, not every agent, but. Uh, Everyone has their own opinion of, or strategy mm -hmm. and how they use it. EMD. Mm -hmm. What's yours? When you um... so there's two things. So especially in this market, when it is still truly a seller's market, I always like to ask the seller's agent. You know, what do, what are you looking for? Right within the contract, what's the seller looking for? So you have to give them a call. I, I try to call, make contact with everybody. Not everybody's old school. Not everybody gets the phone. I get yeah. it. Some people don't like to talk. Some people are too busy. Some people can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Or some people fine. just like text or some people yeah. like whatever. So yeah. I'll, I'll play that game. If you want to text, great. I'll text and ask the yeah. same questions. And I will, I will ask too. So first of all, it always is when you're representing the buyer, it's what the buyer can do. It's the strength of the buyer. So if I have a buyer that's cash poor and can only do, say, 1% of the sales price, yeah. then it's 1%. I'm not going to push it. It's all they have, right? You can't mm -hmm. get blood from a stone. But if the buyer has a little bit more money, because it, when you have five, six, seven, ten, twenty-two contracts on a property, and you see a really strong buyer, let's yeah. just say the house is five hundred. That's 000, one of the things as a selling agent, as a listing agent. That's what you look for. I'm when looking for. I am now. The, the good faith deposit isn't always going to make or break. Let's just say someone's conservative and they're not putting down on a five hundred thousand dollar property. They're not putting down a ten percent good faith deposit, so they don't have fifty thousand dollars in the checking account that they're going to be putting down as a good faith. That's okay. I'm looking at yeah. the bottom line. But if I do have someone, the rest of the contract is super strong and they're willing to put $50,000 on the table, that I'm probably going to take offer. that over someone who's yeah. only doing 1%, which is $5,000 of a $500,000 offer price. Exactly. Uh, sorry. Because, they, again, yeah. it goes back to skin in the game. Yeah, and you want so, the best for your sellers, too. It's like um, you want you want them to actually close on the transaction, and the, the odds are the $50,000 earnest money deposit is probably going to close. Yep. You know, most and, likely. And, and what I would really like to, um, you know, impress upon buyers listening right now, listen, at some point you as a buyer, you're going to be a seller. You're going to be selling that house. So you have to look at it from the other side of the fence. And I also that's tell funny about that. First, uh, first time home buyers, I'm sorry to interrupt you on this, but no, first, like a lot of, you, I'm looking I'm, at your face. You do not. I've got sorry. such important news. I'm about to say that. Yes, you, you will hold. That's so like 
and you have five offers and you have low ballers, uh, three low ballers, and you have two people uh, giving you a listing, um, giving you the list price, and you have one that's above the list price, which one do you think they're going to choose? Yeah. You know, this isn't, uh, you have to know your, your market. You have yep. to know where you're at. So that's kind of cute about that. So anyway. Yeah, I always think you have to step outside and, and kind of get out of your own head a little bit and be like, you know, listen, at the end of the day, you can only write an offer for what you're comfortable with, right? And for, you yeah. know, staying within your means. But you can't get upset if the seller takes a higher offer because, it, like I said, at one point, guess what? You're going to be that seller and you're going to understand exactly what's going on. Where they're on. coming from. Yeah, it's exactly. It's all about Bottom the line. green. It's the money. It's yep. the moolah. It's what it is. It's the coin. So. It's, it truly is. And sometimes um, to combat that, you can have fast settlement. So somebody like a first-time home buyer, typically, are you can go quicker than like somebody that needs to sell their house and then buy that house. So that in that regard, so maybe maybe the other person is putting like fifteen thousand deposit, but it's going to it's contingent upon them selling their house in order Sellers to buy their house. Sellers don't want to wait. It's risky. Yeah. So another yeah. buyer with only a you know three thousand one percent you know earnest money deposit could win out of that. Scenario. Listen, if there's no other offers and maybe they're you know they have a settlement contingency as opposed to a home sale contingency, meaning the house already has a contract and they're yeah. like you know two weeks away from closing. That's different because I just did that on an Ellicott City con. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I'm sorry, that's not true. I had two offers, and one of the offers was an was. Um, oh, so they, 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 they had a home to sell in Millersville. Where are they going to go afterwards? They're gonna, they already have a place to go. Well, no, the, I had two competing right offers. I got confused for a hot second because there's so many open internet files in this nog, and the market's so crazy. We wound up taking the non-contingent offer um, because okay. it was just it was a higher offer, but we were going to take the offer that had a home settlement contingency because they they were only like 10, 12 days away from closing, and I called yeah. the, the agent, the and everything was good. Yeah. Everything was good, but we didn't um, take it. But yeah, the, it's a tough market right now. Yeah. If you have a home to sell, sellers don't want to wait because think about it. It's like dominoes, right? So everything's lined up as dominoes. If you have a buyer that doesn't have um, a buyer of their property that something could go wrong and then it can't close because they can't close on your house if they can't sell the house that they're in right I'm, now. Exactly. So it's exactly. dominoes and I use it all the time. I use that little reference. It's a great reference. It just perfectly explains yeah. what's going on there. Not very amusing, but it's Do people even know what dominoes are anymore? I don't even know. You know what? It's like, uh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Because on TikTok, they have... Um, they have uh, guys like you know dom the dominoes things. You know okay. somebody's already doing something elaborate with that. And stuff. All right. So it's not the most exciting thing, but earnest money deposit is very important. It goes with the offer, and home buyers. I tell like when when I have somebody, it's like, all right, you're gonna have an earnest money deposit, and it will be applied towards your closing. Yeah, they always worry. Am I gonna get it back? What happens to it? It doesn't disappear in the thin it, air. People don't go to Vegas, and it's actually accounted for. Well, they do go to Vegas at the Remax convention, but they don't use your earnest money deposit no. to, fund, to fund their <laughs> yeah, that's fun. A, that's a whole different thing. That's, that's a whole that's, that's what you different do with thing. The so that's well, that concludes our first episode. It's um, it was a struggle, I must admit. <laughs> However, hopefully you enjoyed it and you had some laughs out of it. And most importantly, if you're a home buyer or a seller, um, you've got some insight. Vicky is extremely knowledgeable, and we look forward to hearing from your stories. If you have a real estate story, please let us know about it. Or if you have a question or subject like a matter that you want us to discuss, let us know. We'll love to research it and hopefully feature it on our next episode. Thanks again. And if you're a family, friend, or colleague, give a shout out to Vicky. Let her know how you feel about the um, the podcast. <laughs> give her some insights on how we can improve it. And that'll be wonderful and what you like about it and what can be tweaked. Thanks again for your support, Vicky and Mario B.